It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? It's Spooky Saturday! It's Spooky Saturday! It's Spooky Saturday! It's Spooky Saturday! Hey, hi, hey, hello, it's me, Devin Ray, your ghost host with the most, bringing you the chills and thrills every single Saturday, and I'm joined by the specter of a haunting child, Scott Keel. <laughs> How you doing, Scott Keel? I'm good. You good? I'm good. You good? I'm good. I'm good. good. Why are you good? I'm so good! Why are you so, so good? So, first of all, it is the, it is the, the spookiest... We're closest to the spookiest of Saturdays we're going to have this year. Halloween. 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 And that Halloween. just so happened to Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and that just so happened to coincide with the release of a much anticipated movie. What's that? Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> That's where I want to go. Five nights at Freddy's. I, listen, this movie has been in the works since like 2017. Are you so happy? Yes. You so happy. I am. I am. I think you can tell that I am. I can. We just watched it and uh, our requisite, if you don't want spoilers, stop. Spoiler shield activated. Leave now. Or forever hold your peace. Yeah, because Markiplier's not in this movie. God damn it. (laughs) My love. My internet boyfriend. (laughs) The man who ruined my marriage. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, No, I I am in love with Markiplier. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, And that, you know. Fair. That makes sense. Yeah. And Markiplier happens to also be the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. So. Yeah. So what is Five Nights at Freddy's setting the film aside? Setting the film aside? Yes. Ho, 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 ho. Just, just to lay the land. Oh, I'll lay it. I, I know. The land, it's about to be laid. Good luck, <laughs> land. Um, so Five Nights at Freddy's is a online video game from 2014 by creator Scott Cawthon. Um, who had previously worked on a couple of the games and then he had this, he, he made this, like, I think it it was like a platformer kind of game and, um, they were like, Scott, this is like, you're like, you get like one more chance. And these just look like weird animatronics. And he'd had this idea, whatever, and he so he made, I think it was like chips something, whatever. Now, before I get too far into this, I'm not a lore keeper. No. I'm not one of the, the chosen few of FNAF that know every single thing about every single thing. So I might get some things wrong. I'm a, I'm a casual, fully grown adult woman that happens to enjoy Five Nights at Freddy's. So... The, that being said, <laughs> the 
the game is uh, you play as a security guard at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, and you have to survive five nights at Freddy's. And it is like the span of midnight to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Where you have to manage your power levels, watch security monitor- monitors. Power levels meaning electricity. Because the electricity at Five Nights at Freddy's, or at Freddy Fazbro's, is Freddy spotty. Freddy Fazbro's. Freddy Fazbro's. Freddy Fazbear's. Freddy Fazbear's. Freddy Fazbear's. He's a bear. Freddy Fazbear's. It, no, well, it's a level. It's a it's it's inconsistent, but it's a level that you have a hundred percent at midnight, and uh-huh. you will use that by keeping yourself alive and shutting out the animatronics of Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, and Foxy that tried to kill you. And that's just that's just Five Nights at Freddy's one, mm-hmm. um, and that gets expanded over the course of the series. With lore, how many um, how many FNAFs are there now? Eight ish ish. So there's Five Nights at Freddy's one, two, three, and four. Uh huh. There's Five Nights at Freddy's sister location. Five Nights at Freddy's uh, FNAF world. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Five Nights at Freddy's help wanted that's vr security breach and security breaches new dlc uh ruin okay and over the course of that you learn that there's a serial killer by the name of william afton who co-created fazbear incorporated with his business partner henry emily okay um where it's speculated that William Afton had the idea for uh, Freddy's, Freddy Fazbear's, but Henry Emily was the uh, scientist okay. that put it all together. Um, and Freddy Fazbear's is like... Chuck E. Cheese. It's a Chuck E. Cheese. It's a Chuck E. Cheese. It's the way that Chuck E. Cheese used to be. Yeah. Um, it's like if you took... Uh, Lester's Possum Pals and combined it with Chuck E. Cheese, you'd get Freddy Fazbear's. Well, Chuck E. Cheese used to be an adult entertainment place. What? Did you know that? Not adult entertainment like porn or strippers, but like... Where adults hung It was out. a rat that told jokes. Okay. And you could drink, and you could smoke, and you could play billiards. Okay. It was rebranded. As a kid's pizzeria. Charles Entertainment Cheese. They have a band. Funtime band. Gotcha. Things like that. So it is just Chuck E. Cheese. It's just Chuck E. Cheese. But um, uh, in the past, uh, five children go missing, and they were later found to have been murdered by William Afton, as well as Henry Emily's daughter, um, Charlie, was also murdered by William Afton, but out of jealousy. Um, and it's, he, William Afton has three children, Mike, Michael, 
Elizabeth, and an unnamed younger boy. Elizabeth gets eaten by one of the animatronics at sister location uh, named Baby. <laughs> she has ice cream in her stomach. And also all of the Aftons are British. So that's, mm. that doesn't come up in the movie. But No. Um, and these children that were murdered. Okay. Wait, hold on. So the lore, it's so dense. There's also books. There's like 12 books. Okay. I haven't read the books. Okay. I don't have the time. I don't read books I want to read. So I certainly don't have time for 12 Five Nights at Freddy's lore books that change the lore. Okay. Um, But some things of the lore are in the games. The games, uh, Scott Cawthon has been very open about the fact that he did not have the whole series planned out when he made the first so he takes what is initially hinted at or details from the previous games and then builds upon that so just created this lore the lore is the most important thing but okay so then after the children are murdered business kind of goes under how are they murdered they were stabbed. I don't know. They were stolen, and then. But the but 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 their bodies. Their bodies. It how they were murdered doesn't matter. They got oh okay. They got murdered, and then William Afton stuffed their bodies into the animatronics. Mm-hmm. And in the games, they it is commented on from the very first game that the animatronics have an, a weird smell to them. Hmm. Um. That's not commented on in the movies. In the movie, because they were, what are they going to talk about this dead kids? They you would know automatically. Well, I guess it's been like what ten years. Yeah, I was going to say it probably just smells weird. Maybe doesn't smell like decomposed body at that point. I mean, I don't know much about how how corpses smell over time. So well, eventually it goes away. Right. Um. But the putrefaction lingers in fabric. Uh, that's what a weird sentence. Welcome to Devin's brain. Um, <laughs> and Michael. So these kids haunt the animatronics. Mm-hmm. The youngest Afton is terrified of the animatronics, and Michael, as an older brother, uh thinks that's stupid that he's scared and so one day at the youngest Afton's birthday or something they're all at Freddy's Mm -hmm. and Michael and his friends pick up his younger brother to like basically give him a kiss give Freddy a kiss and because he's crying it sets off the spring locks in Freddy's suit and it chomps off his brother's head rough uh, or at least damages it so significantly that he has to be put in the hospital. And then hence why people think that Five Nights at Freddy's 4 is a dream. Because then you get all this information revealed. And it's in a child's bedroom. And uh, they're nightmare animatronics that have huge, long, super teeth. They're all degraded. And at the end, you hear like a, I, I will put you back together. And it's Michael talking to his brother in, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, uh, animatronics kill people, jump scares, blah, blah, blah. 2023, they open up a, that's Five Nights at Freddy's 3's in 2023 or 2033 that they open an attraction based on the murders that happened and, um, they find a haunted animatronic and then, I knew none of this. Well, Pizzeria next, Simulator. That's I knew next to none of this going into this movie. And Sister Location is my favorite because also that's where you kind of see. So his daughter Elizabeth is possessing the animatronic of Baby. So it's underneath the Afton house. Mm-hmm. Sister Location is. It's like a containment kind of thing. But also it's been like hinted at that this is the adult entertainment thing because there's an animatronic called Ballora, who's a ballerina, who's maybe possibly inhabited by William Afton's wife. Mm. Um, and she has a much more, not adult, like I say adult and I'm, I automatically think I'm saying something like pornography, but she just has like a mature look to her and it's not like, these kitty animatronics and whatever. Anyway, I've been talking for like 12 minutes, 13 minutes. Uh, the games, uh, eventually Michael gets his, um, body scooped out by baby and the conglomeration of haunted animatronics insides called innard jumps into his body, walks around in it. Um, and then jumps out. And so he's just like a corpse. But meanwhile, his dad, the kids find out where William Afton is. They break free of their possession thing. They uh, get revenge on him and get him trapped in the Springlock, Spring Bonnie suit. And it locks him in there. And then they wall him away in a supply closet where he remains until... 2033 when he breaks out and then they find that suit and that suit gets programmed into a program and Michael Afton, Michael Afton, William Afton's consciousness transcends reality and he becomes glitch trap where he then through the use of technology possesses a young security guard and data analyst, formerly data analyst, Later becomes security guard Vanessa, who <laughs> then becomes an alternate person known as Vanny in a bunny suit in security breach. After all of the animatronics are called to a pizzeria simulator, uh, as done by Henry Emily, he calls them all in. Michael Afton happens to be there. It's also where. William Afton's body is and he sets the thing ablaze which becomes the blob all of the animatronics get melted together it really makes sense when you're watching it one by one but all together it's kind of loosey goosey but in the books there's a thing called remnant where it's the soul basically soul goo and then there's faz goo and then pizzas (laughs) and then we get things like uh, Monty Gator Killing Bonnie in the Pizzaplex and Security Breach. Anyway. So, yeah. So, 
that's there's there's a lot of games. Five Nights at Freddy's. So that's what the movie does things a little differently already. I can tell. Yes. Because Michael, the protagonist, is not, as far as we know, the son of William Afton. Well, right, William Afton, played by Matthew Lillard, who's amazing. Who is amazing and American. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Lillard uh, is William Afton, and William Afton is a serial killer that did murder a bunch of kids and stuff their bodies into animatronics whose ghosts haunt the animatronics. And William Afton, I guess, did that whole like grooming technique before killing them so that they are, even as ghosts, they like bend to his will. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like super manipulative and Vanessa you find out later is his daughter she's a police woman mm-hmm. um, and Michael ends up being a, he gets hired on as a security guard <clears throat> by William Afton without knowing who William Afton is and Michael's little brother was abducted when he was a kid Mm -hmm. and so michael is determined to find his little brother we find out later that uh william afton is the one who abducted his brother and that's he finds out who matthew is and that's why he really wants him to be the security guard because he knows that he's hiring the older brother of the boy that he abducted and murdered and stuffed into a suit yes and now Matthew has a little sister. Michael, Michael has a little sister. Uh, and he's working really hard to make enough money to retain custody of his sister because his parents have passed away. And his aunt, who is very mean, uh, is fighting him for custody and, like, sabotaging his life. And she was almost stuff. like the you know the blonde woman that's trying to buy the house from Bill Pullman in Casper yeah it's that it's archetype. that vibe it's that archetype 100% it's the evil blonde lady evil blonde lady yeah it's the it's saw 10 i'm here to ruin your life for no other reason than i don't like you and i want what you have i want money it's usually i want money yeah greedy blonde lady from the 90s yeah adam's family too debbie 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 um but yeah so he gets this job he he's like i can't work nights i have to take care of my little sister but then his aunt is now pressuring him to she's like get a job or i'm gonna take i'm gonna take you to court so he's like, okay, I'm going to take this job. And he does. And then his aunt tries to sabotage him by hiring people to go. Well, she already hired his babysitter to, to snoop. To like, spy on him. But then the babysitter and her friend are now, she's now hiring them to break into Freddy's to trash, to it. trash it. So, so that he'll lose his job because he's a security But they break in during the day when he's not on duty like yeah vanessa comes afterwards and she's like you didn't lock a bay door that's on you that's a fireable blah, blah, blah. that's an offense and i'm like did it 
Did he leave it unlocked? Did he leave it unlocked? I thought they broke in. Also, why do you care? Also, how do you know where he lives? They were just like, but it turns out that like her dad had her keeping tabs on him. And if he got too close or figured anything out, she was supposed to kill him. She did a terrible job of keeping him in the dark. Yeah, no, she told him everything. It's like, you could have just let him keep sleeping Mm -hmm. until he got murdered by animatronics Mm -hmm. and that mission accomplished that yeah yeah but she's like oh have you met them oh they're the most wonderful things in the world yeah and like abby is this sweet kid who's best friends with ghosts and uh when she gets there she meets all these ghosts that are inside these machines and she's like they're my best friends they're so cool and they all love abby and they want abby I think they just want to hang out with abby yeah They're like oh god it's been like 10 years it's the same five kids yeah and that murderer that comes every now and again to i don't yeah. know pet the suits <laughs> um but yeah the people that are hired to trash the place get murdered pretty brutally yeah um and then yeah, I don't know. Uh, at the end, it gets revealed that, you know, Vanessa is William Afton's daughter. Mm-hmm. And William Afton is the one who abducted Garrett, Michael's little brother. Mm-hmm. And is also the one that hired him. And he shows up as Golden Bonnie. Yes. Yeah. Springtrap. Uh, Springtrap. And then, you know, tries to kill michael Mm -hmm. while the robots are trying to abduct abby and put her in a spring trap puppet yeah and then we learn that electricity hinders them temporarily and yeah stuff yeah and then she draws a picture of william afton killing all of the kids and is like now they can see you for what you really are and the puppets are like oh yeah and then the spring trap goes off and locks yeah they all look at him real hard yeah and then the spring trap locks in and locks william afton and kills him locking him inside of golden bonnie i told scott this while watching it It it's like a lot of lore in yeah, Five Nights at if Freddy's. If you don't know what the hell's going on, you don't know what the hell is going on. It, it, yeah. If you don't, yeah, he had no idea. Um, but a lot <laughs> of this lore is in like mini games or cutscenes. Surprise in the games. So games aren't like any of this. None of this is like the games. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's okay is it though um i feel like so much of this movie is if you know you know yeah but also like okay let me say i did like this movie Mm -hmm. um a lot of the reviews i saw that were mostly spoiler free were correct it is very lore heavy very light on scares um but i think maybe my internet brain has done me a disservice (laughs) 
because and I showed you I showed you before we watched this movie like a week or so ago um, some of the fan content from yes. Five Nights at Freddy's yes which is which was helpful a thousand times more terrifying yes the the analog horror this VHS could have, tapes this could have been much more along the lines of like in this house absolutely some skin and rink shit yeah and it would have been it was it was a little bit mithrigan it was a little bit mithrigan i think honestly it's because it suffered from pg-13 syndrome yeah it, it suffered from accessibility to, yeah to the youths well it's like almost like and another movie that you just watched recently the black phone is kind of similar yeah but much more like oh yeah, I, I think that this movie, if it suffered from one thing, it was the PG-13 rating. Because it, it hindered it on a on a violence level, mm-hmm. and it hindered it on a complexity level. Yeah, it, I don't think it was trying to fit in too much. I'm not saying there wasn't too much lore. I think there was too little lore. Because I think they were trying to accomplish a movie, right? Okay. And granted, most of the games are you just sitting at a fucking monitor or a wall of monitors, right? Like, so that's why there's all those fan games, uh, free roaming and things like that. Because you are just sitting there and the scare is listening and jump scares and things like that. But... I think what like creators like Squimpus McGrimpus and things like that got right is the time period and like the horror of these children being murdered. And I don't think that's really there. Um, I was actually kind of waiting on that. There was a part of me that was like, so are we going to get like flashbacks or something like that that sort of gives us insight into what happened to these kids? Or are we just going to talk about it? Right. And I, I don't. I feel like Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard were the only people that knew what movie they were trying to make. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. Like I said at the be- I said when we started talking about a movie, I do enjoy this movie, but I don't understand the inclusion of Abby and Vanessa. Yeah, Devin did not like the Vanessa of it all. I don't. And it's not that I don't like Vanessa as a character from FNAF. I do, but I think you could have waited, even if you were going to have the reveal that Vanessa was in Afton. You didn't need to put her in this movie. I think you could have done just fine with Mike and Abby, but Mike, Abby, and Vanessa. This literally could have been a movie with three actors. And I think that was the problem, too, is that they wanted to... Because we've been... The FNAF community has been waiting for so long for this movie that Mm -hmm. it was almost like, if you're going to have cameos from the people that made your game popular, you need to have as many as possible. Yeah. You can't just pick one. And if you did pick one, you picked the wrong one. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it could have been Matthew Lillard, Josh Hutchinson, and the girl who played Abby mm-hmm. and you could have called it a day. Yeah. That could have been the whole movie. Yeah. Like, yes, have the ant stuff, but like, I don't think you need the ant stuff. You really didn't. You could have just, could have just been him watching his sister. Yeah. And like, 
he had to bring his sister to work with him because it's a lot of okay and this is you know we talked about we're talking about the decline of storytelling in cinema Mm -hmm. i think we talk about this i don't know if we talk about this with you guys um but like the marvelfication spoon-fed storytelling things like that where you could just have eviction notices or notices of delinquency on the door um that's it and a let us maybe even a fourth character just a quick little officer of the law deputy to deliver a summons to mm-hmm. a court hearing mm-hmm. like you don't you don't need to you could just have mike reading that yep filling out like circling things in the newspaper want ads and, and the then, adult people who are watching the movie will get it and the kids who are watching the movie who don't understand shit like that won't get it and that doesn't matter yeah that doesn't matter like it's not it's not important that they get it and one of the criticisms i've seen uh was a particular struggle i think in the design for this movie um is those the animatronics are animatronics thank you jim henson company um that they did that's awesome um that they look like the animatronics in the game a hundred percent they do absolutely and the problem was is that like how do you make something that looks like something for kids but it's also terrifying i mean i feel like they did a good job i think they did a good job but i think it could have been better Mm -hmm. because there's they were so advanced and they're supposed to be technologically advanced animatronics but they're so advanced that they miss out on that Chuck E. Cheese factor. Like Chuck E. Cheese, the animatronic on stage at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know when the last time you went to a Chuck E. Cheese was, but I can guarantee it's a lot further back than I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Um, there's something dead in those eyes. Yeah, they're lifeless. It's that it's that Halloween mask vibe where it's what's the word it's it's a taxidermied mouse head that's a cartoon like there's a lifelessness to it while it's still alive Mm -hmm. and that fucks with your brain and i think it moves too well in the movie yeah yeah it like they're too good at animatronics yeah that like there's something about it the chuck e cheese animatronics all of them the gorilla all of them that the way that their mouths move and that's what's unsettling to adults is that like jesus christ yeah um and that's just not it's just not there it's present with like puppet and the thing in the locker not marion balloon boy balloon boy balloon boy those were terrifying but the balloon boy is just a little figurine but that's what i'm saying is like dolls sitting on a shelf are terrifying i have a fear of dolls that's a thing it is not unwarranted nobody's saying it is you're allowed to be afraid of dolls right but like the thing the thing that's terrifying about them is that stasis that we're talking about right is that lack of realistic mobility maybe and maybe that's kind of what's missing too is that so much of the anticipation the thing you create in your mind in the game is waiting for movement and that skinnamarine quality that you're talking about of that like seeing them static more would have helped later right so like the movie there's not a lot of patience 
in this movie. Right. For what it should be or for what we thought it would be. Well, so- like, because I don't think that patience is necessarily inherent, inherently necessary for something for, for horror. But when it comes to something like an animatronic scariness, especially in the little bit that I've seen, it's the fact that like the camera will sit on something that is still for so long mm-hmm. and then the screen will flicker and it will have moved just a little bit. Yeah. And it's just that little bit of movement and nothing else that makes it like, oh, yeah. no. And they didn't really. They didn't really capitalize on that. No. no. I think, and a lot of that I think is to do with the fact that Mike has these dreams. He forces himself into a dream state to try and use dream theory. Um, he dream walks. He dream walks. Uh, Which is a, a real thing. To find out what happened to his brother. He tried to explore that memory as much as possible to find out. So a lot of the time that he would be looking at the same images on the monitors is taken up by this dream. Yeah. And I wonder if that was a mistake. I think so. I think this movie is definitely safe for kids. Yeah, there's really... It's like Gremlins level. Like it's challenging. Could be stressful. There are there is one part specifically that I question whether or not it's safe for kids. The bite. Yeah. 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 The bite of nineteen eighty seven. Is that the bite of eighty seven? Um That's it though. Yeah, uh the the babysitter what's her name? Max. Max gets chomped in half chomped in half and also why does she get chomped in half when the yeah, other people are doing much everyone worse else things? was so much worse and her death was so graphic and i guess it's the betrayal yeah she must be punished for her betrayal or yeah. she's just uh the only girl so she yeah. gets it worse because it's a movie from yeah. blumhouse um <sighs> Maybe that's what it is. It's the Bloom House. The Bloom House. Fucking Bloom House. I did. I like. I like the movie. I had a good time watching it. Seeing Matt Pat as a waiter, ten out of ten. Because I was also like, you've been doing a lot of speculating about this movie you were in, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You've have you been lying to us? Hundred percent. You've been lying. Hundred percent. How dare you, Matt Pat? He's not gonna listen to this. <laughs> Music man. Um, the amount of hours I have watched men consume FNAF is too damn high. I mean, that's probably true. I mean, you've watched a lot of dudes. All play of Markiplier's FNAF. playthroughs, Daco, Matt Pat's theories, every Matt Pat theory, Rye Toast, like. If you know, you know. If you don't, this all just sounds like nonsense. I am a, I'm a YouTube fiend. Since <laughs> 2006, I have been on the uh, tube. The tubes. The tubes. And the rise of gaming has given me such freedom as a person who is bad at video games. Or when I was very poor mm. and can't afford the 
$80 AAA game releases. Yeah. Like, and I go, well. I'll just watch a playthrough. I like this content creator's commentary. Mm-hmm. I will watch the playthrough. Mm-hmm. So I also don't do PC gaming. Mm-hmm. So things like Five Nights at Freddy's or um, what was the last one I watched? Oh, I don't remember. It's the one with the sheep. Amanda. It's the one with the sheep. It's, she's a, there's Amanda. A, Wooly. Wooly's Wonderland. Nope. Willy's Wonderland is the FNAF game that almost FNAF game movie that almost got made. Then they took the FNAF branding off of it and it starred Nicolas Cage and he doesn't talk. Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Um, I think, I think, I think the script could have, this was fine. Yeah. I, it, I'm not mad at it, but I feel the same way I felt after watching the first Silent Hill movie where I went, that was fun. It's not what I wanted. And it's not what I think of when I think of how you could make a movie for this game, mm-hmm. but you love it. And that's important. I know that you loved it and I know that you care. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Silent Hill movie where yeah. I go, I know Christopher Gans, Christoph, Christopher Gans. Yes, Christoph Waltz, Christopher Gans, loves <laughs> Silent Hill and therefore made an amalgamation movie with his own spin yeah. on the story. Yeah, this, this from, and I, again, I know very little, but from what Devin has told me about Five Nights at Freddy's games. This was very much an adaptation of the games. Yeah. It was not, you know, an attempt to shot for shot make the games. Right. It was an a, it was an adaptation with fans of the game in mind yeah. to create something coherent. Yes. And digestible. I mean, because all things considered, I mean, granted, I did have you as a tour guide. Yes. But I was able to follow this movie. I think it was a very much... The people have been saying it's just for the fans. I'm like, I think this is an introductory movie. I think the only thing that would have drastically confused me about the movie was why the Golden Bonnie doll trap went off Mm. right that's probably the only i would have been like what the hell is going on like i would have figured out like oh it's the the it's the trap spring spring lock thing but why but that's really the only thing that would have remotely confused me had i been watching this on my own yeah everything else seemed pretty self-explanatory pretty straightforward yeah I think it's just a good time. I also thought it was weird that, given what you said, and given how the movie set everything up, Garrett never showed up. Yeah, Garrett did never show up. It's almost like... Garrett is Michael's little brother who was abducted and murdered and put into one of the animatronics, but he was never... We saw all of the ghost kids, but... Not Garrett. We never saw Garrett. And I think it's really interesting... And it could have been really interesting if that wasn't my uh, William Afton. 
that took him. Mm. Like, just like, let's say, fuck the games, fuck the lore. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make an amalgamation. We're gonna make a FNAF stew. Uh huh. What if instead of Mike being Michael Afton and Garrett being the crying child, and then the bite of '87, and then blah 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 blah, you just go, Mike is Mike Schmidt. Yep. Abby Schmidt and Garrett Schmidt. Garrett was stolen by somebody else. But in order to get Abby to the pizzeria. The ghosts used all of that. William Afton used the kids ghost Mm. to talk to Mike to convince him that it was him. And maybe that is what happened. Maybe. But that wasn't clear. That wasn't clear. Like, no, no, the, the. the movie got a little wonkadoodle on that front. Yeah, they seem very heavily to imply like that William Afton took Garrett. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that William Afton at one point said it. Yeah. I killed your brother, now I get to kill you. Yeah. So and it seemed like there's this moment where William Afton is looking at Michael's resume or whatever because William Afton is a career advisor. Yeah, his persona Steve Raglan. Yeah. And so he's looking at this and what he goes, "So, Michael Schmidt. Huh. And like he goes to read his last name but then smiles. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he has this moment of going, "I know who you are." And it's that's what makes him want Michael to be a security guard. I don't think there was enough subtlety. Let me put that out there. I would 100% agree. Like, in everything. It's like, and it's, it goes back to what you said. There's not patience. Yeah. Like, there wasn't subtlety enough for Matthew Lillard's facial feature, like uh, expressions to read as one way. And then upon the reveal to go... Oh my God, he knew the whole time. Yeah. Or Vanessa was just suspicious the whole time. It was very much like, again, and it's that, it's the, I call it the PG 13 of it all, Mm. but it's like playing poker with someone who, like, unintentionally drops their hands forward every two minutes so that you can see their cards. Yeah. You know, and so you're just like, I'm not trying to cheat here. Like, but, I don't want to look at your cards, but you're literally, like, zoning out and dropping your hands right. every few And minutes. this is beyond the ADHD pattern recognition that we both have. Of that, like, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, no, th- this is just straight up, like... It's just in your face. They're okay, not, okay. There's no... It's, there's no attempt to be subtle no. in this movie. It's very direct. Yeah. And... Not that that's a bad thing. That could be a choice. But it, again, given even what I, the little that I know about Five Nights at Freddy's, it feels like this, if you're doing animatronic horror, Mm -hmm. it requires patience. Yeah. It requires stillness. Mm-hmm. Because this the the the, the scare the, the the horror and the fear comes from in stillness those little movements mm-hmm. and you don't get that if 
everything just starts moving. I do also think the movie suffered from committing to an old format. Like, this movie is very much formatted, formatted, uh, formatted like a 90s horror movie. Yes. It's like you got your cold open, you got your this, you got your setup, you got your people, you need some emotional thing, scare, 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 emotional revelation. Set up like Scream, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's like, set up like every single horror movie from the 90s to early aughts. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have to... We know. You don't have to do that anymore. No. What about... What about Saw? Blue Saw can just start. You could just start. Yeah. You could just start it. We don't need People to- know what they're getting into with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Don't need a cold open. Honestly, though, if you really made the movie for the fans, you could have just fucking put us in front of five monitors. That's what I'm saying, though. Is like that's what I'm talking about with the Skinnerink thing. It's like you, it just if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it. But accessibility pg-13 kids 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 gotta make your money they would have made their money no matter what yeah but they don't know that producers don't know that producers are idiots producers are idiots and they're thinking about you know action figures sequels sequels character development i'm like you buy the ip you buy the rights to the ip You've got eight sequels in just written, ready to go. And from what you've been telling me about it, you don't need the same people in every movie. Nope. Because if it is Five Nights at Freddy's, you got a different security guard every time, I'm guessing. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. It's the same security guard? No. It's a different setting. Yeah, I understand. I don't I'll, understand. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. I don't have time. <laughs> it's been 45 minutes. I don't have time. <laughs> It has taken me almost 10 years to acquire this knowledge. Yeah. I'll get it in there. But it was it was exciting to see. Um, and Dude Man was great. Josh Hutchinson. Yeah. He was, Peter Malark. He was... Peace of my heart, Peter he, Malark. He was wonderful. Yeah, he's lovely. Matthew Lillard. It was great to see him on screen again. Um, I love Matthew Lillard. You do. I. He should have been in Scream Five, Six, whichever one it was, the newest one. Yeah. He should have, but he wasn't. Um, he's great though. He's in so many of my favorite things. And he has a commitment as an actor to so many different things, like. His Shaggy is perfect. His Shaggy is so perfect. SLC Punk. SLC Punk. It's great. Scream is great. Stu Mocker is a great character. But so is the um, Psychic in 13 Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just... And he just seems like a really cool dude. Stu Mocker. Stu Mocker. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, man. Um, fully committed. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm Five happy. Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, 
but yeah, it here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. Watch it if you have any interest in it. Or, you know, if you just want to have a good kind of spooky but not super scary experience or mm-hmm. you kind of want to know about this internet sensation of Five Nights at Freddy's, I think this is pretty solid introductory kind of vibes for Five Nights at Freddy's. Or, I mean, if you're looking for scary shit, just go watch those FNAF tapes. They're great. Baddington and Squimpus McGrimpus FNAF tapes. Say that again. Baddington uh-huh. and Squimpus McGrimpus FNAF tapes. FNAF tapes. Amazing. Um, we live in a great time. We do live in a great time. And that will fuck you up. The <laughs> they, FNAF tapes will fuck you up. Especially if you're a fan of like Skinnamarink analog-esque horror. Yeah. It's what's up. It is. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. What an adventure. Yeah. And what's very exciting is uh next week what do we do next week thanksgiving no no we're not okay let me say that right now if you're coming to this podcast thinking we're gonna watch eli roth's new movie for for thanksgiving the movie thanksgiving you're wrong you were wrong we're not gonna be doing that shit because i might maybe have not revealed this bit of devon lore but i cannot stand Eli Roth. Yeah. Except as the bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's so it. that will not be happening next no. week. We are Kitwakui? We are. We're returning. We return to the Kitwakoo. We return to the Kitwakoo. Cabin in the Woods Cinematic Universe. So we are still on the whiteboard. Yep. I don't know where we are on the whiteboard, but I know the Kitwakoo Unicorn. Returns. Okay. We're on the unicorn. We're on the unicorn. I know that because the next thing we watch is not a horror movie. Because we're watching Black Adam. No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. Let's watch Black Adam. <laughs> There's the, the unicorns are in Black Adam. I would they know. Get, they get summoned by Skittles. It's the nectar of the gods in our universe. Skittles! Taste the rainbow. I shit you not. Uh, No. No, we're going to watch Legend. We're going to watch Legend. Unicorns. Unicorns. Yep. Tim Curry. Tom Cruise. Lovely. God. (laughs) I wish I could skip it, but we skip so much. And unfortunately, in between here's a little bit of spooky Saturday planning knowledge for you back behind the scenes lore um so there's a couple categories on the whiteboard that we will be skipping not just because um there's no movie or it's redundant or whatever but I find the monster associated with some items on the whiteboard uh distasteful mm. And the next one after Unicorn is the Huron, just just a Native American man. So we won't be watching anything for that. Oh, that's awful. It is awful. 
Joss Whedon. Come on, man. Joss Whedon. Come on, man. So yeah, it'll be we'll watch Legend and then we'll watch something else. Okay, cool. Um, because like we've watched a lot of movies that have like loose ties to indigenous culture. Um, but no, 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 no. I don't think I will. No, I don't think I will. I do think I will go watch some FNAF VHS tapes, though. Maybe a playthrough of Sister Location. That's another option. I mean, if video games interest you, if video games interest you, you can watch a playthrough. What do you, what do you? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're recording right now. Are you aware? Yes. Wolf? I am. It is Halloween, though. It is. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. What are you going to be? Not you. Them. Tell us. Right now. We're listening. Ooh, spooky. So exciting. What, Barbie? Have fun with that. Crazy. (laughs) 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 Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Mojo Dojo Casa House, Ken. Yes, that. That's what Scott's going to be for Halloween. Totally. Mojo Dojo Casa House Ken. Gonna shave the beard and no. cut and bleach the no. hair and keep it. Keep the beard. Keep the hair. <laughs> and add the coat. Add the coat. <laughs> and the belt. And the belt. <laughs> yes. And the sunglasses. He'll be Barbenheimer. He'll be the ravages of war in a pink fuzzy coat. Love it. Yeah. Great. Wish, wish he had thought of that sooner than now now um so i'll say this approaching halloween it's like it's my favorite thing obviously you've been listening all year long obviously but halloween is very important um not just because it is spooky scary skeletons which is fantastic right but also it's a time to uh think about the veil between life and death think about those that have died and those that are precious to you and um not just to you maybe in the world right now and celebrate the life that you have and celebrate those that are no longer living it so i hope you have a happy halloween with all of your ghosts and all of your people and maybe use the day or the day after after the candy and after the masks and the makeup and the costumes to just think about, you know, people and how wonderful people are and how lucky we are to have people in this world with us. Uh, yep, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Lovely. Lovely. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Get some candy. <laughs> Check your power. <laughs> And stay spooky, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. Bye bye. Five nights at Freddy's. <laughs> That's where I want to go. Five nights at Freddy's. <laughs>